0: Hey, hey, Sedano LZ and with you here on 710 ESPN. And boy, do we need to talk about this golf thing. Yes, we're going to talk about UCLA and what happened in the championship game tonight. And we're going to talk about the Lakers and the Dodgers. We're going to get to all of that stuff, okay? But let me tell you about this golf thing, okay? This skins game between Ireland and Travis, which Travis dominated, I feel like. And I don't even I think like... it's
1: a skin game anymore. I think no? it's more like a Travis Rogers exhibition. <laughs>
0: It did feel that way. Now, I was only there for two hours. Kaplan, you were there the entire time doing play-by-play with Greg Bergman. It, it Travis Rogers is by far the best golfer out there.
2: Yeah, far and away. I mean, I'd say uh, number one was Travis. Number two was Ireland. Number three was Tommy. Though so Tommy then, and Ireland
0: close, I felt like.
2: Yeah, pretty good. And then, and then Morales came in at four. So yeah, you I had see. one and four taking on two and three. But then, LZ, I want you to know morales was in his own head the entire time he was and he was blaming me for it and i wasn't doing anything to the guy (laughs) okay and then the best part is me and george decide we're gonna take a break we're gonna just kind of chat a little bit so i leave him alone for about two holes next thing you know he's on fire his his swing coach is legit doing dances with like he's cheerleading on the 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 tee box lz um we missed you But let me tell you something, man. You missed some very, very weird stuff that happened on Saturday.
0: Yeah, yeah. Weird is a nice way to describe it. Like, LZ, Chris Uh and his swing coach took on this Skins game like they were playing at Augusta this coming weekend, okay? (laughs) Were they dressed alike? I I mean, no. They were definitely dressed um, like the part, sure, but not alike. Now, Brionis, I hear you laughing. You were there as well. I was. The golf coach thing was extra, was, was it dope. not?
3: That was actually pretty cool, man. Like he they were full on guys. Full on. Hey, go get me my club, go get my ball, go get me this. How's it going? How's it looking? It was it, it was it was interesting.
1: Um but wait a second. You see, But you thought wait, hold on. Go ahead. Hooray, are you telling me that you found the exchange to be exciting and fun? I mean, they were have I mean
3: They were having fun, but but Chris was serious about the competition. I'll tell you that much. It was way too serious, I thought. And
2: and the thing is, is that a coach is somebody there to kind of work with you. You know, this guy was there to be coach and caddy. And I would argue caddy before coach even. But for me, the strangest, most bizarre part of it all, not here's my ball, fetch my club, nothing like that. The strangest part of it all is Chris had about an eight-foot putt that could have won a hole. And the, the, the swing coach is in front of him going, okay, baby, come on. All right, now, come on. Zone in. Now, hold on. And this exact, I swear to God. This is I not an exaggeration, I, LZ. I, I, that was LZ, literally not. the
4: conversation. LZ, on no,
2: my yes, life. No, yes, it was, Briones. Yeah, on my life, LZ, I swear to you what I'm yes. about to tell you 100% happened. He goes just like this. The, the, the swing coach goes just like this. This is your time to
1: shine.
0: Yes! He said it just like that. <laughs> Briones, you know he said that
1: did he say that jorge uh yeah he did man <laughs> it's your time like, to all show. Right, 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 right. this is important was it like like with a wink wink like we got an inside joke going no
3: or it was, serious. was no, this it serious. Serious, stuff, serious this is serious 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 stuff. serious like serious. he was
1: cronin like he was coach cronin and he was like
0: yes yes <laughs> yes bergman you were there
1: These what are is your assessment
0: of this situation
3: yeah, that's basically how it went down. And he, my, the, my favorite part about it was that when he hit a good shot, when Chris hit a good shot, the swing coach was like rubbing it in, in Scott's face. Oh, what do you think about it now, Scott? <laughs> yeah,
1: it was crazy. He you was know, trash-talking Kaplan. Wait, yeah, right. was it all in all a be, vacuum or did Kaplan start it?
0: Well, no, Kaplan made – Kaplan, Chris hit a sh- – he shanked a shot
1: – and Kaplan was like, ooh, what happened there? You know oh, what I mean? so, oh, like, oh, so yeah. Kaplan started it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, yeah. and, then, yeah. and, then, and then the yeah, coach right. and then the coach jumped in and said, No, 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 no. You're not gonna smack talk my boy. Yeah, right. Kaplan right. poked, the, right. bear, yeah. Okay. poked he, the bear, man. Oh, he did. All right. Okay. But, but <laughs> so Kaplan definitely got into Chris's head though, because the next like four swings
0: were terrible. And 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 then when to Kaplan's point, when he and I started talking in the golf cart. And we weren't really paying attention. That's when he he hit a good shot. He's like, Where are you now, Kaplan? Huh? What about that drive? And then the then he hit that putt that Kaplan was talking about and the swing coach got into it. Like L Z, it was almost like an <laughs> Antoine Walker <laughs> shimmy shake by the by Chris's uh swing coach. This was insane. Like I c I didn't realize this was going to be this intense oh, dude. when I went there the yeah. other
2: day. And and, and L Z, here's here's like a little bit later on. Now Morales is actually to his credit. He has rebuilt his confidence. He's putting his game together. Because you have to understand, he had worked very, very hard for a long time, practicing every day, getting ready for this. And the first, like, 8, 9, 10 holes, it was like, why would you ever play golf again? Like, why do this <laughs> right. to yourself, you know? Yes. But then they decide, okay, why don't you uh, grab a club, tough guy? So I grab my driver, LZ, right? Uh-huh. And like the athlete that I am, I walk up to the tee box no practice shot, no nothing, right?
0: Shaked your butt a little bit.
2: Right. Morales, is, he's yeah. doing play-by-play play in the background. He's trying to distract me. LZ, I get up there. I just launch one perfectly, like 300 yards, position A, like down the pipes, just just standing there, mic dropping on everybody. It was a thing of beauty. You would have enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, and of what, course, what did the Chris coach would say.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. By this time, the coach is long gone. Coach is gone. Coach has gone back in. (laughs) You know, he's had enough.
0: Yeah, he the coach. Now he is Chris's coach. Okay, on this skins game. And I hope everyone enjoyed watching this stuff on the ESPN Los Angeles Twitter account. But I he was only coaching Chris. I, I saw him one time tell Travis about a green and how he should, you know, what he thinks about a green. But it was, it, I, I just was blown away by the intensity of this thing that was supposed to be like a fun, friendly event. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris went in there thinking he was playing in the Masters.
1: But this was exactly what Marcellus did in the marquee race, remember? Right, with Key, yes. He had a trainer, Cap, yes, I worked remember with this. him. Yeah. He changed his diet, and yes. he worked with a track and field coach in preparation right. for a race against Keyshawn, yes. who had slammed three mojitos before the whistle. No, blew. no, no. Margaritas. It was oh, margaritas. Margaritas, yes. Margaritas. So there's even yes. salt
0: involved, which is yes. worse. Yes. 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 It still lost.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Marcellus still lost. No, oh, he didn't oh, lose goodness.
0: by much, but he did lose.
1: Yeah. But he trained very yeah. much. Maybe, maybe Chris and Marcellus have the same birthstone or something. Yeah. <laughs> maybe.
0: Good Lord. But it was, it was intense. Funny. And it, it was, was funny. funny. And it was definitely a sight. I wish I would have taken some video for you, LZ, because, you know, when I text you and I said, LZ, this we're going to need a verdict from you on this because there is a lot of stuff going on here. It is very extra out here right now.
1: Yes. And um, what did I respond with?
0: <laughs> hold on. I have to find it, but it was funny because I do remember <laughs> laughing at it. But it was something to the effect of that Chris's... Uh, I guess exchange before the day before already gave you uh, a chance to uh, yes. have a verdict for that it. that was
1: the, the charges, the trial and the verdict all right. in one conversation. Yes. Yes. I, that's uh, when I realized that the swing coach um, may be too inspired by his pupil.
0: There you go. There yes. you go. Yes. So anyway, um, one, uh,
1: by, by the way, one other
2: little note that I, I forgot to mention to you, LZ, you would have enjoyed this part of it too. Um, at one point, there was this was early on. Chris had like a good putt or something, and they hugged it out like on the they course. They it, it out. It was very nice. They hugged it out. Yeah. And but I'm he like, had some that's good
1: right. Pot.
2: No, it was just a good putt, not a good putt. No, no, pot. No, no, not putt. pot. Oh. Yes. oh, I was yeah. like, oh, uh, I will hug it out too if
1: you have some good. pot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, sure. Yeah. 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 No, this was just a good putt, and uh, so um, so they hug it out, and I'm like, I you know I'm providing commentary. I'm like, that's right, hug it out, and the swing coach goes, next time we're gonna make out. And I was like, oh, hell to the, yeah, you are. Do it, man. <laughs> Do it. And then you know what happened? Morales
1: never hit another good shot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, was, it was an interesting day. Pretty really glad day. I wasn't there. Uh, So anyway, um, we all did get home in time for the UCLA game. And boy, it was as incredible a game as I've seen in college basketball in a Final Four in easily a decade. Like, I probably go back to like 2004, Duke and UConn, where it was like this crazy back and forth. But even that wasn't this. Um, Greg Bergman, you are the UCLA fan here, okay? Take me through those last like 15 seconds.
3: It was it was incredible because they finally they Johnny Juzang missed a shot, got his own rebound, went up and scored, and I'm like, oh my God, we're going to double overtime. Yes, up up, screaming, yelling, having a great time, and then I see uh, Jalen Suggs running up the court, right to half court, put up. I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no, and I just sat there saying, oh no, for a good 10, 15 seconds afterwards, and then I just stopped and stared at the TV and didn't leave the TV for at least a few minutes because I was just in shock like for like how so many long.
0: minutes are we talking about?
3: Uh, it was easily at least 2 to 3 minutes just staring like I don't believe what I just saw. Mm-hmm. But I, but it's, but I wasn't like upset. You know?
2: How could you I be? Was, I mean, I was, if you're hurt. a UCLA fan, how could you be upset? I mean that that felt like a game that just came to an end on some spectacular shot that you're like, "Well, that's not we didn't we couldn't really do much. I mean, he just hit this incredible shot, so you know, cheers to you guys, and, and wow, that was the most incredible game. But, man, I mean, I, I watched Bill Walton, you know, Mr. UCLA himself, doing the exact same thing, standing there, staring, watching, and when yeah. it was over, he just stood there, like, clapping. Like, he was clapping for UCLA.
0: What, I saw the video. What else can I do? Yeah. 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 It was now, LZ, you had a different point.
1: approach. <laughs> well, well, no, I, I, too, was there, and I stood, or sat. We were all sitting around watching and staring at television – but after the but before the shot, I was yelling at the TV cuz I couldn't figure out why they weren't playing any defense on the best player on the floor. Right. I couldn't figure out why in 2021 when the best player on the floor is a 6-4 shooting guard basically with point hand, with point guard skills, why do you want him with a chance to win the game without a double team, without any pressure as he come up the court? I was like What's going on here? It is 2021. All these kids are watching Steph, Clay, Durant, LeBron. They're all taking these shots. What's happening here? And so when he shot it, I was just like, oh, dude, just shot a wide-open jump shot. And when it went in, I was like, and it looked like he knew it was going in, which was more insulting, Mm -hmm. because he already started trailing off. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I hit this. And I was just like, such an amazing game but it didn't end on a lucky shot. That dude meant that. Yeah, Coach Soji practices it. Yeah. He meant that shot. We didn't play – they didn't play defense for that shot. And that was the disappointing part I had at the end.
0: I thought Mick Cronin handled the post game great. Um, uh, Greg, you said he mentioned he was asked about the defense on that play, though, right? Yeah, he was asked about it, and he said that he taught these guys to get back, get back, get
3: back, and he just didn't have enough time to. He was screaming, like, get on the ball, but, you know, when you're taught a certain thing to get back. Right. That's right. what happened. Right. Yeah. But, you know, um, you They, say, say,
2: not a, they you listen. say not a lucky shot, no, of though. Of course they are. Wait, say one more time. No, I said, of course listen. they listen. That's why
1: they got to where they are. Correct, by listening right. to them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. But you know, you say not a lucky shot, LZ. To me, if you practice that a hundred times, and you made it five times, twelve times. I mean, I'm just going with some random numbers here. I mean, the, it's a low percentage
1: shot. You know. Why and are you so, applying those numbers that you don't have any information on to something that happened to this player who told you he presents that shot all the time? Because you know why? Because in the <laughs>
2: final analysis, it was a great play by Gonzaga. It was an unfortunate defensive lapse by UCLA. And to me, it was a great and lucky, lucky being the, you know, the cross in between opportunity and preparation To me, it was a lucky shot. It was a great shot, and and the game ended in a way that it was such an amazing game that it needed that sort of an ending. I loved it, and i got to say this to UCLA. Phenomenal run. People love underdogs, and even if you're UCLA and you're one of the blue bloods, dude, you're an 11 seed and had to play your way in. That's an incredible underdog run
0: by UCLA. I mean, LZ, even if he practices it, okay, there, I mean, he is don't, literally don't,
1: don't sound like Paul George, man. Don't no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no, no. But that's not Dame Lillard hitting from it's, thirty-three for thirty-two or thirty-three feet. This no. is two steps beyond half-court. That's not an That's not a high percentage. That's not Damian Lillard's shot on Paul George. That's, that's not, not the same thing.
1: It's not a high percentage shot, but to call it I don't think it it's luck, lucky. Because I think he's to good. call it luck to, is yeah. to dismiss the yeah. practice, the team practice, his talent and his work ethic, which is why I'm not going to call it luck, because when that shot left his hand, he didn't look like he was worried about it, and the form was all perfect. Like, it looked like a legit shot that he knows was going in and practices all the time. So even though, from the outside looking in, I could see how some people may say it was a lucky shot, but when I look at his form, and the confidence, and the balance, and then what Coach said, it was like, no, it's not a shot you're going to hit you know, 70% of the time, but neither are threes. But we still take them, and we know the difference between a heave and a shot, and that was a shot. Well, I thought your, your tweet to Bill Plaschke, who
2: essentially just called it a heave, a heave is a Hail Mary. It's Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball up in the air as far as he can and getting very lucky that somebody came down with it. It wasn't a heave. It was a legit shot. Very legit shot. I'm just saying it was, it was a very lucky circumstance that with the clock a- and winding the down And the pressure of the pressure of, mounting. Right.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, you, the pressure part of it is not insignificant. Is what? No, I mean. By the that's, way, that kid was that in high legit. school last
1: year. That means he's legit. Yeah, yeah. He is that's legit. what it means. It means he's, yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> legit. I, let me tell you something.
0: I would consider t- – I know Cade Cunningham. Everyone says he's got Luka Doncic-type skills, and he's great. But I, I if I were a general manager at the top of this upcoming draft, I'm having a real discussion with my team, my, like my front office team, about him and Jalen Suggs. And maybe even Mobley from USC to some extent if you need a big man. But as far as like wing players, I'm having a hard discussion about him.
1: Hard time. Man, the, the, did you see how calm he was? Yes. Now, now, of course, he's also calm because he doesn't lose if he misses. Right. Right? So that gives you a certain measure of calm. But he wasn't panicked at all in the situation and we have seen examples of players in similar situations panic that man did not panic he knew where he wanted to go he went to his spot he took a shot that he practices all the time and the way that his form looked with that goose neck at the end i was like oh dude man every last minute of that shot damn he's special dude he
2: he let go of that ball and he started running towards the scorers table watching it the whole time like oh I know it's going in and then when it went in just jumped right up on that table like the second he released it he knew it was good
0: yeah yeah it was it was wild uh and he had a like it was so cool like you you kind of you kind of forget how young these kids are he's like 19 yeah and he's out there in the post game and he's like yeah man I wanted to have my jump on the table moment like Kobe and D Wade and immediately when he said that I was like oh that's so cool and then I was like Damn, I'm old as hell. Like you know, I remember those dudes doing that. And it's like, holy moly, this guy was a child when they were doing yes. that stuff.
1: Yes. That guy was in his diapers. Pretty much. Right. And that's the celebration he always <laughs> dreamt right. of.
0: Yeah, he dreamt
1: of being Kobe
0: and D-Wade in those moments. And I'm like, holy moly, I was probably there for a lot of those moments. And he's like, he was like seven, maybe. (laughs) And you know what? And you know what? Now
2: we all talk about this shot and we don't talk necessarily about the play that happened right before. And the incredible effort by UCLA, the shot, the miss, the follow, the rebound, the score. And then, you know, just time running down. I mean, really, really an amazing run by this UCLA basketball yes. team. Again, I, I just say it one yes. more time, you know, they're considered blue blood of college basketball. That's fine. Yeah. But this team was not, and they were an 11 seed and had to play in. So, listen, all those guys on that team, dude, let me tell you something. Absolutely. You, guys, you guys made a lot
1: of people very proud. Yeah. No you doubt have, about it. You might have made yourself some money, too. For real, for real. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Juzang, yeah. This portion Ju-Zang. of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. How long would it take you to get over that shot? And also, when you're on the golf course, are you that serious? Were you in a, in a, in a friendly skins game, you would bring your swing coach? What, what is the deliberation on that? What is the verdict on that? 877-710-ESPN, 877 3776 Coming up next we got to talk about a situation with the Dodgers, and it's a good problem to have.
4: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely
0: sedan lz cap with you here on 710 espn man mm. i'm still thinking about that shot like if i if, if i were a player man on that ucla team and look I think everything you and Scott said, and I'm 100% with you. I tweeted about it, you know, whatever. I text Martin after the game. Um, it, I, Like, I, that team deserves all the love, okay? I, I know USC fan won't love it, but you you get my point. Like, just for the 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 performance they put on throughout the entire tournament, but especially in that game. But, man, LZ, it would take me a long time to get over that shot if I were a, a player on the other side of that.
1: Hmm. I mean... I have no idea of, you know, how to process it or or even begin to understand the, the heartbreak or disappointment, but I do hope that eventually they get an opportunity to go back and watch the game, recognizing they played in one of the greatest college basketball games, you know, certainly in the last 20 years, as far as I can remember. You know, now, you know, I do include women in that conversation of greatest basketball games. And, you know, Stanford and the Wildcats, Arizona Wildcats, had themselves a hell of a game, too, yesterday. And their star player ended up missing the shot that would have won a championship. But it just reminds me of, like, Arika Agubawale. And those two shots she hit when she was at Notre Dame. The first one in the Final Four. And then Kobe tweeted at her, you know, Mamba Moe, do it again. And she did it again. And it was just like, it doesn't matter if it's men or women. doesn't matter if you make it or don't. There's so much drama in this tournament, which is why I'm really looking forward to tonight because I think tonight might give us a repeat of another outstanding game. Yeah, and by the way, isn't it funny
2: how two weeks ago
1: the three of us
2: admitted that we hadn't really quite been into the college basketball season, but then the tournament comes and storylines find a way to capture your attention. I mean, who would have ever thought that you'd be excited to see Gonzaga play Baylor for the national championship. People would say that's a ratings killer because it wasn't sexy. It wasn't UCLA against Kentucky. It wasn't Kansas against North Carolina. But in the end, in the final analysis of all the upsets and all the Cinderella stories and and the way UCLA represented their school, their history, the conference, the town, et cetera, In the final analysis, the very two best teams, according to all the college basketball experts, have found their way into a head-to-head matchup. And I don't care if it's not North Carolina and UCLA. It's just the best two teams. And uh, listen, most people didn't think UCLA had a shot. They were monster underdogs. Those guys gave it everything they had. They got nothing to be ashamed of. And and, And George, you asked the question, how long would it take you to get over a loss like this? For me, 30 seconds. It's over. Because it was a, it was just a bizarre, incredible ending, and it's not like you got beat by twenty. And you're like, we got outclassed. We didn't belong on the same floor with those guys.
1: Incredible game. I'm over it in thirty seconds.
0: Wow, not me, dude. That that one, I couldn't sleep that night.
1: I, yeah, I I couldn't. I remember being in a basketball tournament and having a player miss a free throw that causes a chance at a championship game in a basketball tournament and on an amateur level that happened in 2002. (laughs) All right. There are certain people who just remember all those moments when it comes to sports and competition. And there are certain people who have short memories. And I don't know which, which, you know, position or which approach is best. I just know that I think when you think about college players, there certainly has got to be a lot of those guys like me who can't let go and won't let go.
0: Oh, man. Listen, Good. LZ, to your point, I had a similar I mean, I was probably like in college. Remember when they used to play that three-on-three tournament, hoop it up?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I yeah. played in a hoop it up, okay? And we played in whatever division we were playing. And, you know, we were, again, like 18, 19 years old. And we were playing against these dudes who were way more athletic than us, okay? Um... And now, you know, we weren't bad athletes, but these dudes were – I mean, they went out there dressed in jerseys. One of them was Larry Johnson. <laughs> the other one was someone from the Dominique Wilkins. We're just like in T-shirts and shorts. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I was like, damn. And we – because of they, they were – you know, you could see them warming up like, yo, we better play these dudes as hard as we can physically play, okay? Like, mm-hmm. we lost to them on, like, a last-second thing – and I was just like, damn. And that thing lingered. The next game, we played against a bunch of dudes who were out of shape and were like, oh, we got these dudes. But we were still so in our head about the last game that we lost to those dudes too. And I was just like, <laughs> yo. Like, So I'm telling you, that's over something stupid like a hoop it up, okay, but that's when I was why, 18 but that's why I'm
2: But that's why I'm saying that this is a different circumstance. By the way, to your point about holding on to things like this, Guys, I was a total head case. When I was a, a field goal kicker in college, if I missed a field goal, like it got to me. And that's why I really never elevated, because I was in my own head. But wait, why then. would
1: you say you would get rid of it in 30 seconds then?
2: Because I think this this circumstance. Did you learn from that experience? No. Oh God, no, I'm still a head case. Um, the, the thing is, <laughs> is, is is I think that this circumstance is very different. If you're um if you're Kansas, you're still trying to figure out how did USC destroy us like that? And if you're USC, you're trying to figure out How come Gonzaga just ran us off the floor? Like, we weren't even close to those guys. This is a... I'm going to say it, LZ. I know you're not going to like the word, but here it goes. This is a fluky finish. That's what buzzer beaters are. And so you played your heart out. You were playing with house money to get there. And the game ended in bizarre fashion. For me, it's like, what could we have done? What more could we have done? I feel like I left it all out there.
1: I just feel that competitors and I know this from covering tennis, those guys and gals who have to play challengers, which is like playing in to the NCAA tournament to get inside the main draw, they don't lose in the main draw and go, man, I came a long way to get here. No, they're trying to win the damn thing. And it reminds me of what Draymond Green said, you know, last week in regards to trying to make the play-in tournament, that if you need a play-in tournament after 72 games, Maybe we ain't supposed to be in the postseason anyway. Mm. That's a competitive mindset. One that really is hard to kind of turn off. That once you're at the dance, you want to stay on the floor. You're not happy to get in. I am with you.
2: However, all I'm saying is, is that if you're these kids from UCLA, you can let this linger and eat you up. And by the way, you're going to always look at it the rest of your life and go, oh, my God. We were in the final four. We were playing against the number one team. They were undefeated. It was a tie score in overtime with three seconds to go. And this kid, Suggs, hits this incredible shot. It is a fluky finish. That's what buzzer beaters are for me. It's kind of like going back, was it 2016? We're talking about some of the great games. You guys remember the Villanova-North Carolina game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember Kenny Smith's
0: reaction to it in real time. Yeah.
2: And and it was 74-all. There was four seconds to go. Villanova gets the ball, hits a giant three, wins the national championship game.
4: Right. Right, right. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base.
1: That you was Chris, Chris Jenkins drawn up play, and Jay walked off the court like he owned it and meant it. Yeah, you Remember, he didn't even celebrate. He was just right. like, yeah. that was, that's the way we drew it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what All can right. you do? Fluky yeah. finish.
0: All right. Coming up next, we're going to play overrated, underrated, properly rated, and we're going to get to the Dodgers thing that I discussed earlier where the Dodgers have a good problem on their hands. We'll uh, express those thoughts in just a few moments. We're going to be back in about three minutes all right chris we've got the grand prize winner and she is on the line congrats to christina martinez from linwood you are march money madness grand prize winner you've won check this out two nights at a luxury suite at harris resort socal a 250 dollars resort credit while you're there and one thousand dollars in spending cash damn congratulations young lady
1: Oh,
3: my God, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I've never
1: I'm, won anything. I'm excited, too, because we're going to go together, right? Oh, of course. I mean, you can't spend that $1,000 by yourself, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I know, right? Christina, oh I'm going to tell
3: you right I'm now,
2: so excited. Th- there's a great uh-huh. pool scene at uh, at Harris Resort, SoCal. Really good pool scene thousand bucks $250 Ooh. in resort credit girlfriend you are going to have a good time
3: yes I'm a, and I need I need this for sure <laughs> I'm so excited I've never been there all
0: right oh well, we are we, <laughs> we are super excited for you congratulations again and thank you for listening to this radio station and this show we appreciate you and have fun okay
3: thank you so much
0: all righty we're gonna Enjoy. put you on hold they're going to take care of you here real quick. And uh, there's, there it is. We have another Dude, satisfied customer.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, That is absolutely awesome. A yeah. contest is brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Are you game for a getaway? Plan your fast break to Funner at harrissoCal.com. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Go ahead, Greg. All right. got the words mixed up a little bit, but that's fine. All right. Uh, We're going to start off with birthdays today. And, Sedona, why don't we start with you today? Okay. Overrated, underrated, properly rated Pharrell Williams, Christopher Kidd from Kid and Play, or Sterling K. Brown, who was in. The The actor? Yeah, the actor, yes.
0: Damn, dog. This is hard as hell. Good. Uh, I mean, Kid and Play. I mean, they helped create a genre of music and and movies and fun, right? Like, they brought fun to the rap game. You know, like, Digital Underground was part of that revolution of just bringing fun to the rap game. Um,
1: Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. I would argue rap was always fun, though.
0: Well, but extra fun. Like, you know, like, you know, they had the house party. Curtis Blows
1: basketball?
0: Just talking about basketball? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but this became more mainstream with the movies, too, though. You know what I mean? Like.
1: You mean that some white folks started noticing?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's when we we started doing the dance, where the Kid and Play dance.
0: I was was in, like, junior high when Kid and Play was, like, super popular. So, like, this is, like, you know, they were, like, very much part of my childhood. Um, So. I'm going to say, I'm going to start with this, okay? So we have Sterling K. Brown. I- I'm going to go underrated, okay? First of all, his acting, you know, I know he's in This Is Us and it's a hit show on NBC and all that stuff. The show's good. It's fine. It's not my cup of tea. But his portrayal of Christopher Darden, I thought, in The People mm. vs. OJ on FX was mm. in incredible okay just kind of taking us through that i thought it was look there were a lot of great actors in that particular uh series on fx and i thought i thought he was the best one okay so i'm gonna go underrated him i'm gonna say properly rated with pharrell pharrell has been involved with so much music over the last 20 years that it's super hard to not credit him with not only his own uh hits and singles but just how much he's influenced so many other artists Um, And I'm going to have to – man, poor Kid and Play. I'm going to have to make them overrated. I I, I don't have a choice here, I feel like. But go ahead, LZ.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Kid and Play as the overrated one as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because real talk – and I know this is real, 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 real talk. Them lyrics weren't all that, man. (laughs) They they weren't. They weren't. (laughs) weren't. It was a lot of, you know – smoke and mirrors and costumes and movies and personality. Yeah. But in terms of being MCs, Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. so that's the only reason why I'm going to put them in the overrated Mm -hmm. because you're right. Their cultural influence cannot be denied. Correct. People are still walking around with the kid and play haircuts. And doing Uh, the dance. And doing mm -hmm. the dance. Yeah. Yeah. And And the Geico commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But the underrated person in this category to me, I agree with you is Sterling K brown you talked about you know his performance not just in this is us but in the oj movie in the oj docuseries yeah for me it's his work in the marvelous mrs maisel he's in the marvelous mrs maisel and he plays his manager and when you see him go for and Jobu to This Is Us so all these other movies and shows that he's part of. And then you see the marvelous Mrs. Mays. you like going, damn, is there nothing he can't do? Why doesn't he have all the awards? So I'm going to say Sterling K. Brown is the underrated one. Pharrell property rated. And as much as it pains me because this is a big part of my childhood, I'm going to make Kaden play the overrated.
2: Yeah, there's a no-win situation here. Somebody's always got to be overrated, even when they're not necessarily overrated. They still got to fall into that category. So here Correct. it goes. Kid is underrated. One Wonder. of the things that Christopher Reed says is he says this all the time. I've known him for a few years, and he says this. He goes, I'm your father's rapper's favorite rapper or something like that, where he's essentially saying your parents, whoever their favorite rapper is, I'm that rapper's favorite rapper because he's been at it for so long. I love kid in play. I'm going underrated. Pharrell, I'm going to say, is properly rated. And the only thing I knew from Sterling was the performance in the O.J. docuseries. So, unfortunately, somebody got to be overrated. I'm putting Sterling there. No disrespect to my man.
1: It's very disrespectful. Yeah, I believe mean <laughs> But, I mean, but I, mean, I, mean, I mean, come on. You, kid, are you disrespecting Kid? I called him out for the lyrics. Did I tell any lies, George? No, no. no, I like the lyrics. Agree. I'm going to perform
2: some of the lyrics I, for you and see if I can I, convince you.
0: That is overrated, underrated, properly rated. Only doing one today because I do want to. We only have an hour show, so I want to make sure we get this uh, Dodger conversation in. LZ, we were marveling mm-hmm. at Julio Urias and his performance this weekend, yes, and sir. it was incredible. But you asked a real tough question. I, I feel like in regards to this Dodger rotation, uh, when it comes down to the postseason which we all assume they'll be there and what was that
1: short series who are your three pitchers
0: yeah in the first round right when you've got the five games (laughs) yep uh does
1: kershaw get left out there who are your three pitchers i mean are you are you leaving out the guy who in my opinion you know should have won world series mvp and and urias do you leave this guy off the postseason roster, or have him come out of the bullpen, the way that he pitched towards the end of last season and what we just witnessed, Mm -hmm. a career-high eight innings or into the eighth inning, which was career-high for him, in complete control, do you want that to sit on ice? Do you want Walker Buehler? Do you want Trevor Bauer, who had a no-hitter, heading into this? I mean, (laughs) or or do you want Kershaw, the face of the franchise?
2: I want Kershaw. I'll take Kershaw, the face of the franchise, Bueller, and Arias. I wouldn't use Bauer because he's new, and I want to know what I've really got. I know what he's been. I know the awards he's won. I know where he's been and and, and what kind of teams he's played for and the things that have gone on in his career. But if I had to make this call, Clayton Kershaw has, in my opinion, earned that right, and he's our guy. So I'll take Kershaw. I'll take Bueller because I think that's the no-brainer. And Urias, listen, it was a great performance. I only want to say one thing. I'm not getting crazy. One thing about baseball, like, I can actually be patient in baseball. Basketball, overly emotional. Win a game, you're going to win the whole thing. Lose a game, season's over. I'm highly emotional. Same with football. Baseball, LZ, I'm going to be very patient. It was one really super nice performance. So what does that mean? It means that Urias is on my list of three. That is what it means. Okay. So is Bueller and so is Kershaw.
1: So you're leaving Bauer off. Okay. But, not the, but not the free agent person we just signed.
2: That's right. Because okay. I really have to decide now, would I rather trust, you ready? Do I trust Trevor Bauer or do I trust Clayton Kershaw? Right now, I know I trust Kershaw.
1: George? I,
0: I, uh, I'll tell you on the other side. How about that? I'll do that <laughs> on the other <laughs> side. I, I'll tell you. I ooh, <laughs> I'm making a compelling
2: case here George Sedano for Kershaw. Right.
0: I got to do it on the other side. I got to do it on the other side. All right, we'll do it on the other side plus uh an update on what's going on with the Lakers. Not every Lakers happy right
4: now. We'll explain what that's all about in a second. We'll be back in 2 minutes and 15 seconds. Sedano, LZ,
0: Cap, with you here. It's our last segment today. We are taking you up to the coverage of the national championship game, Gonzaga versus Baylor. And we're off tomorrow as well because Lakers will be playing in our spot tomorrow. And we're back full show on Wednesday. Full show on Wednesday. So real quick, to answer your question, all right, LZ, mm-hmm. you posed the question, who would be the top three in a short series right now for the Dodgers after what we saw UDS do this weekend? Uh, I am going, Walker Bueller, Trevor Bauer, Julio Urias, in no particular order. Those are my three. I'm leaving Kershaw out at the moment.
1: Yeah, I'm leaning in that direction too. It's it's hard because I mean, listen, Cap, you stayed in the obvious. The guy's the face of the franchise. He's earned all of this.
0: Well, let me let me interrupt here. What do you think Dave will do? Because I don't think Dave will do what you and I are suggesting. Oh, Dave I think he will do what, no, what Cap is no, suggesting.
1: No, no, no. I, I think Dave's play is to have um, Kershaw be number two, right, and have Bauer be number three, right. I In think yeah, that's the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I. But my feelings are: if you ask me who's the better, you know, southpaw on the, on the squad right now? I'm leaning towards the guy who was completely unhittable in the World oh, Series.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And, <laughs> I mean, and, and, who just picked up a slider, by the way. Right. And, Did you see by, that, Greg? And,
0: yeah, and unhittable in Colorado. <laughs> you know how hard it is to be unhittable in Colorado? <laughs> yes, yes. You know? Like, think about that.
1: Like, and, and look, at had a he's great performance. What? He's got, like, what, four pitches now?
0: Uh, listen, do you remember when we were on the morning show together, LZ? Cap, this is pre-cap. PK. I like mm-hmm.
2: All right, I like to hear the history. Keep going.
0: Okay. Do you remember when we were doing the shows about um, the White Sox wanting not just Julio Urias, mm-hmm. wanting Julio Urias and Cody Bellinger for
1: Chris Sale? Do
0: you remember those shows?
1: I do remember those shows because I demanded that we pull the trigger. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yes, I you wanted did. Chris Sale. <laughs> I wanted Chris Sale. I wanted that stream bean and Dodger blue. Yeah, you did. And I am. And I know for a fact because I am like Doctor Strange, I used the time stone and I went into the future. (laughs) We would have won the World Series that year. Maybe. (laughs) Just like we would have won the World Series if we had pulled the trigger on Justin Verlander as I was asking us to do. But it would have been a World Series championship if we had Chris Sale. It would have been a championship if we had Justin Verlander. But by Andrew being smarter than me, and more patient than I am, obviously, we have a shot at multiple World Series. So we may have lost the earlier ones, but we're gonna collect on the back end. I think we're, this is gonna be the beginning of a beautiful run, gentlemen. I going to tell you
2: though, Kershaw and his opening day performance and being hit 10 times, And Urias and the performance that he put on this past weekend. It's very easy, obviously, after one game to be like, okay, well, Urias, he's the guy. I mean, based on what he did last year, based on how he looks right now and Kershaw, who knows what he's going to be this year. To me, I I am thinking more like Dave Roberts. And Dave will think about this, in my opinion, about respect, like how long he's been there, what he's meant to the franchise. And do you have trust in him? And right now, that's why I'm leaving Trevor Bauer off, because as great as his career has been and as much as he won a Cy Young last year in a shortened season, he still I, I still got to see it understand it because he's a character. And I want to make sure I've got total trust in the guy. And by the way, congrats to Trevor Bauer because if he's going to donate $1,000 per strikeout, 10 this past weekend.
1: And now you got him sitting on the bench where he can't get any. Right, no, exactly. No, shame. I know, and all no, the you know what? are blaming me.
0: But, but we know we know you're you are you're gonna you're doing what the manager would do, um, right. and I think the manager would put him in that situation as well. He'd put him in, in the bullpen. Um, real quick on on uh, the Lakers, uh, yo, Kuz hurt us against Sacramento. Okay, Kuz went out and got that thirty piece. Okay, and cursed with Mike Trudeau in the post game. Did you hear that?
1: <laughs> I did. I yeah. did. I yeah. was really happy for him. Yeah, you know, I was happy for him. Yes. You know, him. I know he put up a stinker last night, right? Or yesterday. Now you're not staying in the afternoon. In the afternoon, yeah. yeah. Um, That was going to happen, right? I'm okay with that. A team without his two best players, three if you want to crowd drumming, depending on how you feel about what what he brings, isn't supposed to beat a fully loaded, with a brand new Rondo on the roster Clipper squad. Right. But, but we were supposed to beat Sacramento's ass and, and we did. did. And, and I did. was happy about that. And yeah. I want him to continue to look at those opportunities. Doesn't have to be a 30 piece every time, but there are plenty of games left before AD gets back where you're going to get more shots, more opportunities to remind us who you think you are who you think you are and a lot of people were tweeting at us on
2: friday night going weren't you guys just kind of calling him out to to get this kind of performance
0: there were a lot of tweets i didn't notice that the next morning
2: right a lot of people and so listen we talked about this with michael thompson on friday they were supposed to and we should have all expected them to have beaten sacramento by the same token yesterday uh watching this game in the middle of the day, by the second half, is like, why am I still here watching this? And just let me say one thing. Marc Gasol, my man, what are you doing? Like, you're complaining now about your role and you're confused and you don't feel like an A, you don't even feel like a B, you feel more like a C or a D. Dude, you were brought to this team and everybody said the team is better because of what you bring and it has not gone well at all. What is this, news to you? When they go out and get Andre Drummond, what would you think? He was going to back you up? What what is going on with Marc Gasol? Uh,
0: it's that it's um, you know in 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 that situation, uh, he was basically told Drummond's going to get the minutes, he's going to get the bulk of those minutes, and just stay ready. And you know he got he, even when he got hurt, he only played six minutes. Uh, in that game, and and he was not thrilled with that. Uh, he he came here on a two year deal, thinking he would at least get some decent run. You know, so well, he
2: could have decent run. He could have a lot more than decent run. He could have a lot of run if he could play.
1: He's going to get a lot of run in Orlando. He keeps talking. <laughs> <laughs> you can get all the run, you won't, dog. If you keep you keep this up, because I wasn't overly thrilled as George, as you may recall, when we got him in the first place, because I thought Correct. you were done. Right. And I'm looking at you on the floor, and at the 16-minute mark, you look done. And I think what you need now right. isn't for the Lakers to tell you what your role is. It's for you to look in the mirror and accept where you are right now as a player.
0: Right. And by the way, he he, he did play 28 minutes against Sacramento, and he played 18 against the Clippers in, in, a, in the loss yesterday. So he was back to kind of his n- – you know, more usual minutes, but that is definitely going to be a challenge uh, for Frank Vogel to have to manage. And and that's what happens because look, we've seen this before uh, with eight, the, the hardest thing to coach, I think in sports, I've said this a million times, uh, Scott, mm-hmm. you've probably never heard me say this, but I know Aziz heard me say, say it a million times. The hardest thing to coach uh, or person to coach in sports, is the aging star okay? Marcus Sol was a star in this league, right? He was a mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year, a multi-time All Star. Uh, you know, was one of the best big men in the game for a stretch, right? Like he, when you look at yourself in the mirror, he sees that guy still a little bit. You know what I mean? And I think that that that's tough. That's a, not an easy deal. Well, I think for l- Frank Vogel.
2: Let me tell you something. For Frank Vogel, here's what Frank needs to do. Frank should send a text to LeBron. And he should say, "Hey LeBron, did you read Marcus Saul's quotes?" And then when LeBron says, "Yeah, I read them," then Frank says, "Can you do me a favor? Can you tell Mark to shut up?" Cuz from you he's going to do it. So just tell him to shut up cuz honestly, like we know what his role is. And by the way to be complaining about it when then Drummond gets hurt and we need you for this amount of time. Dude, everybody on this team is going to have to play a role. And particularly right now, and you know what we don't need right now? Is somebody who's unhappy about their role when we're getting steamrolled by people.
1: How about just go out and give us everything? Dwight Howard never did this. (laughs) And we expected him to. And we expected him to. And he never did it. He had his moment prior teams, I guess, where he had to accept where he was. So he had already gone through this process. He had gone through
0: the process. This is new for
1: Mark. But he do was you remember, still starting in do Toronto. You,
0: do you remember our boy Fizz having it out with yep. Mark back in Now Mark yep. had more yep. in the tank back then. But, um, but you know, Fizz saw this coming a while ago.
1: You yes. Know? Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. And, yeah. unfortunately, you know, ownership chose the wrong person in that battle because Mark is now on his yeah. third – on his, you know, second yeah. team since yeah. that fight or whatever. Well, but. they
0: worked out because Taylor Jenkins is a good coach and they did get John Morant after that, so there's that. but
1: It did work out, yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: Um, real quick before we go. So the other day we were talking about, um, the discussion that Greg brought up to our attention on big deal, no deal. I believe it was that, uh, do you say goodnight to your boys? If you're, you know, you're all hanging out and and shacking up in a, in a hotel together on a Vegas trip or something like that. So we got into this huge discussion. The callers were chiming in. People were tweeting us all that stuff. So today I got a a tweet from, I want to make sure we get, from a, a a listener named Juan. And Juan said, around here we even text our acquaintances goodnight after a day at work. And he sent us a screenshot of him saying goodnight to someone named Mr. Chuck. So, LZ, what is the verdict on text messaging goodnight with your boys?
1: No. No. No, especially if you're including emojis. No. <laughs> no, 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 listen. I think everyone who listens, and certainly you guys know, I'm the gay one on the mic right now. No. Yes, yes, I know, I know, I know. With all my information on how to handle heterosexual relationships, I am still playing for the other team. Shocking. Had no idea. So I'm very much aware of the impact of toxic masculinity and homophobia, both internalized as well as cultural. I, I am aware of all of these things when I say this. I don't have any of my boys, gay or otherwise, on no group chat. Tell me goodnight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We just stopped texting, right? right, right. (laughs) that's what that's how it's done
0: to wrap this up up with a bow chris morales who we were just talking about to start the show with his swing coach for the uh, skins game that he took very seriously he just texts us my swing coach always texts me good night and on that that. we say good night there we go coming up next the uh, national championship game we are off tomorrow for lakers we'll be back full show on wednesday uh excellent work lz you too brother excellent work scott much love Great job, Greg and Curtison, for Laura today. National championship game up next. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. See ya.